Well, should, should I should I play around quick before we start recording? No, I'm recording, man. We, we're, we're just going to... Not not recording before we start, like, the episode. You know what I mean? <laughs> mate, the episode started, mate. we we got to catch up now, you know? Welcome to 3 Up Moon Podcast. I had, a, I had a whole speech planned. With Gilly and Boney. Boney, what's your speech, man? Get it out. <laughs> Fast food podcast, you know? We give it to them, they drive away, you know? <sighs> well, we're, we're, we're gathered... <laughs> We're gathered here today for a very important event. It's not really a spit. I didn't write anything down. That's all right. Keep it coming. I have love and respect for a, a, a plumber who's meant a lot to us over the years. Uh, but in, well, as of recording this, eight days. Wow. Uh, is, is being laid to rest. Eight days. It's come so quickly, you know? Yeah. I thought we had so much more time with Murray. Exactly. And and that's the, that's the lesson we all learn from Murray is that is that you always think you're going to have more time than you have. So it's important to cherish the moments that you get. Exactly. You've got to do it, man. Ask her out. You know, I'm talking to you. Ask her out. Or him. You know, don't just, don't just chicken out. Ask her out. Yeah. Apply for the job, you douche. <laughs> Listen, listeners of the podcast who've beat Super Mario Brothers 2 might remember that being the, the, the sign off at the end of the credits. Is It just says, ask her out. Yeah, man, just go for it. Just do it. Should we elaborate on what we're talking about a little, Gil? I'm going to take us way, way back and give us a lot of context for this, first of all. Ooh. I hope you enjoy a lot of context. Arguably, too much context. <laughs> My favourite amount of context. Here we go. Rub it on me. Formed in November 1995 by former Capcom developers, initially as Armtech KK, but soon renamed Arika, which is the reverse spelling of the founder and president's name, Akira Nishitani, also known as Nin, who created Street Fighter 2, along with artist Akira Yasuda. They developed the Street Fighter EX series, which is a 3D spin on Street Fighter, a classic Street Fighter gameplay, but with polygonal characters. In 1998, they released Tetris the Grand Master, the first in the arcade Tetris series, including follow-ups, Tetris the Absolute, the Grand Master 2, and Tetris colon the Grand Master 3 dash Terror Instinct. Wow. Can I tell you a little something about Terror Instinct before we, uh, before we continue? Go on, keep it brief. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Terror Instinct featured a ranked qualification system mode that let players log into a user account at the arcade and allowed players to be assigned a qualified class for Master Mode, one of the modes in the game, which grades players on a ranking system ending in the rank of Grand Master. Mm -hmm. Players begin at the lowest rank, but if they consistently play to a level that on a seven-game average is higher than their current qualification grade, they become eligible for a promotional exam, which, if the player passes, will increase their grade to that level. To qualify for the grade of Grand Master at Tetris, the Grand Master 3 Terror Instinct, the player must complete three separate systems on their account, reaching the rank of Master, achieving nine cool sections by reaching various levels in a certain amount of time, and earning enough grade points by clearing lines during the credits roll at the end of Master Mode in which placed blocks become invisible. You have to play Invisible Tetris. That's ridiculous. Whilst it's going faster than most humans can detect. Yeah, that's silly. That's, no. That will qualify for them for the rank of Master M. If they then play consistently to a Grand Master level on a seven-game average, they might randomly be eligible for a Grand Master promotional exam, which if passed by clearing enough lines during the credits roll, you qualify then for Grand Master status, which you then have to maintain. If you, if you don't get 
if, if you keep playing and do worse, because like, I don't know, sometimes you do worse, then sorry, you might get demoted from Grandmaster. By my interpretation, Gil, of the list of Terror Instinct Grandmasters page on Tetris.wiki, 24 players have achieved the rank of Grandmaster in the world. Mm-hmm. In the world, 24 people have done this dumb arcade challenge. I, I watched, you can watch some guy do it on AGDQ. There's like a showcase thing. It's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, in 2001, they released Everblue, a scuba diving game for the PS2, which received the sequel the following year. They also released Technitics, a rhythm action game only available in Japan for the PS2, but then a follow-up called Technic Beat was released worldwide featuring remixes of music from classic Namco games. In 2007, a spiritual successor to the Everblue series, Endless Ocean, was published by Nintendo for the Wii. Hmm. Suddenly, suddenly these Arika guys are getting in with Nintendo instead of with uh, Capcom. They then put out Endless Ocean 2 Adventures of the Deep in 2009, despite the first game having a severe technical issue that required the game to, <laughs> to undergo a product recall in Japan after a major bug which caused the console to freeze when the player put one or more bow-mouth guitar fish into the aquarium was discovered. Hmm. In 2008, though, they took over the Dr. Mario series, releasing on the Wii Shop channel Dr. Mario Online RX. Ah, uh, yeah. Dr. Mario Express for DSi, which I think might be Japanese exclusive, mm -hmm. and Dr. Luigi in 2013 for the Wii U. Dr. Luigi, yeah, that's, that's the one I know. 2009, they also started development before the release of the Nintendo 3DS in 2011. They worked on a series of 3D classics for Nintendo 3DS, remakes of old Famicom and one arcade games. Uh, those are Excitebike, Kid Icarus, Kirby's Adventure, Twin Bee, Urban Champion, and Xevious. You could play uh, stereoscopic 3D versions of some of Nintendo's games. Mm -hmm. I guess you could play Kid Icarus in 3D. God, what a good game. Mm. What a great game. I guess you could play Urban Champion in... <laughs> now, I'll tell you what, though. Kirby Adventure in 3D sounds like a good time. Yeah, but Kirby's Adventure is a good game on its own. Kid Icarus <laughs> is a bad game on its own and potentially made worse by the inclusion of 3D. They also had, like, Echo 3D. So, I was going to get to that. The Sega 3D classics were developed by M2, which is a, yeah. I think, Amusement 2... I, th I think it's a Sega internal team. Mm. further into the 3DS's life. Those came out not 2011, but like 2012, 13. And that is a much longer, better received list. <laughs> oh, Echo. Echo's one of those games where like, I can get, I can play it and I'll love it mm. for five minutes and then I'm like, right, next game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I've always been like that. Even when I had like one of those um, 40 in one Mega Drive. Uh... You go, this game seems dumb. Then then you see the, the dolphin go to space. That's the one, yeah. And then you're like, Okay. Mm. And you're like, oh, this is annoying. <laughs> actually, playing this doesn't feel great. The, ga the game has such a vibe until you actually like, get into the gameplay and it's like, oh, I'm annoyed now, yeah. One day I'll beat... I think mean, there's five Echo games, I want to say. Oh, no. I'm not, I'm not joining you for the Echo uh, marathon once we finish with Mario. Yeah, this is going to become an Echo of the Dolphin podcast. <laughs> We're going to marathon every game series eventually. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the Splash Zone, baby. Mm-hmm. Kid Icarus next. Mm. Mate, that would take like a week. There's only like three games, isn't it? Yeah. It's a short list, thank fuck. <laughs> In 2013, Gil, Arika developed the Namco-published game Teddy Together for the 3DS, which saw a release in the UK in 2016. Mm -hmm. It is, as best I could ascertain from watching the trailer, a pet simulation game, but the pet is a teddy bear, 
and his voice, he talks to you, he sounds like the Mies in Tomodachi Life or Mitomo. Uh, I'm assuming that's like Animal Crossing gibberish. I've, I've never actually played those games. I've seen footage of them. No, because it's more like, it's like a robot is speaking to you, but in a really... Do an impression. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, what should I say? Just like make noise like like a me. No, but they don't make noise. They say things. They like actually verbalize it. Oh, they actually phrase like words in that? Yeah. Oh. Say like, welcome to 3 at Moon podcast like a me. It's, <laughs> it's always like flood, I guess. Welcome to the... Th- 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 but it's not that robotic. <laughs> it's creepy. Mario. Yeah. <laughs> was I of assistance? <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. That's an emotional scene. <laughs> it's really not. It's like, oh, who cares? Flood said, oh, I guess he's not. Spoilers, but who cares at this point, you know? <laughs> it's like... What, what? Have you never, you'd never used Mitomo when Mitomo came out? Nah, mate. Nah, nah. Do you know what it was? Um, it was that like... Okay, so this is, this is where I, I, I've got an idea of it, but I'm probably not... I'm not 100% sure. So there was a bunch of me features around the 3DS time. Mm-hmm. Is it like the Me Plaza thing where you walk past someone and then you can do that little RPG like game or those two separate things? I barely dabbled in it. No, 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 no. You're you're thinking of Metopia. Right. That's that's what I thought we were talking about. No, no, no. Metomo was an app. Oh, on the phone, yeah. No, never used it. Oh. So you could like I think you were like friends with people on it. You made your me on it, and then you, you added friends and you could like ask a question or answer questions mm. and anyone can write them no i only know it because of smash bros and then it was shut down because nobody really used it after like the first week i remember playing around with it and being like oh this is cute look i have a little me on my phone and i can answer questions but then it's like well that's all i can do <laughs> i actually I, I actually don't remember um hearing anything about it i, I literally only know it exists because of the stage in smash was there a stage for it for me tomo in smash yeah, there was that little stage with uh, all the different rooms with the Mies in the background. No, no, no. That's, again, a different thing. That's Tomodachi life. Oh, bloody hell. Here we go. This is what, Okay, this is what I mean. I don't know what I'm talking about. You're not clocked in on me canon. Yeah, I don't play the me series, except for Wii Sports. Does that count? Tomodachi life was on the Nintendo 3DS. That game you made, like... Like, people would compare it to The Sims, but it's not really like The Sims, because you're more just, like, spectating and sometimes interacting with all these little characters that you can make. Uh, And they would, like, develop relationships with each other. They can get married. Uh, They can, like, have a kid. (laughs) Um... And they all live on this island where there's lots of like activities for them to do occasionally and stuff like that. You can buy them clothes. You have to buy them food and feed them. Sounds a bit naff, to be honest. It, it's like gameplay wise, I think you would hate it because I don't think it's your type of thing at all. <laughs> I hate it. I don't think it's your type of thing at all. <laughs> I'll tell you what. When it, when it comes to like hating a game, yeah. Okay, you wouldn't hate it. You'd just get bored with it really quick. No, no, but like normally, if I don't like a game, that's it. I'd just like, right, turn that off. Never going back to that. We're good. Yeah. I think the only times I really hate a game is when there's enough of it that I'm interested in it and then it fucks up. It's like... Yeah. I, I, I was more critical of Phantom Hourglass than I otherwise would have been because of the potential behind that game. I was just like, oh, why have you done that? Why have you done that? You know, and therefore, that would add to frustration. If I didn't care, I'd be like, oh, I'm bored. And then let's just stop playing. Yeah. I th- okay, well, I think that's what would happen with, with <laughs> Tomodachi Life and you then. But just, like, it is more fun to just... You, you, the longer term you play it, you have like more characters that you've like added. Like, if I had like 
or if you added like me versions of your friends and zany things happened with them and, and, and added like celebrities or whoever, weird random characters for them to interact with as well, little stories end up playing out, right? Maybe like, I don't know, our friend Dylan gets rejected by Tinky Winky. You know, you can have things like that happen in it and you're like, all right, this is good, you know? Sorry, Dylan, mate. Anyway, we're on a tangent now. It's what you were talking about. In 2019, Arika cracked their Tetris Knuckles once more, releasing Tetris 99. Ah, uh, there we go. So the creators of Tetris the Grandmaster, which I should have been clear, is like a beloved Tetris game, is considered, like, I think there are like fan remakes of that engine so people can play it on like more things because it only really got ported to like the Xbox 360 and I think there was a PS2 version. Mm. So Tetris 99 innovated on the world of Tetris by uh, introducing Battle Royale mechanics. The player competes against 99 other players. By clearing lines, the player sends garbage lines to other players who are either individually or categorically targetable. Uh, People with the most KOs is one option. Uh, weaker, weaker, uh, weaker opponents who are close to defeat uh, or people who are attacking the player or random people. Which, you know, it, it, it gets pretty high stakes. I've, I've played quite a few rounds of Tetris 99 because the game was a free-to-play title released for Nintendo Switch coming with the Nintendo Switch Online subscription. The same subscription that allows you to play many of the wonderful releases we've discussed so far on the show as well as today's actual topic. But not for long. On the 3rd of September 2020, Nintendo held a direct live stream event for the 35th anniversary of the release of Super Mario Bros., delivering news on games and products to be released in celebration of the Plumber's Adventures. The announcements included Super Mario Bros. Game & Watch, a limited production Game & Watch-styled system that let you play Super Mario Bros., Super Mario Bros. 2 The Lost Levels, and Ball. And it does look pretty cool. It does look really cool, yeah. It's also a clock. It's got a full-color LCD display. Mm. A re-release of Super Mario 3D World, the Wii U title for the Switch, with new additional content, Bowser's Fury. That has since been released, and I think it was was pretty well received. That Bowser's Fury stuff seems pretty interesting. I've heard people rave about it, so yeah, I haven't got it myself. But uh... Mario Kart Live a Mario Kart RC car and accompanying game for the Switch, allowing players to create their own race courses at home. Now, if I was a kid, I would have loved that. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard, I've seen like some videos of it and I've heard like, it is very like dodgy. Like I think the the signal drops a lot very easily. Yeah, you need to be kind of within a decent range of the the cart for it to be working. And you kind of need to live in a big house. So like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty limiting and who can actually use it. They advise you not to use it outside, I believe. You can't use it outside. You wouldn't be able to use it in a small apartment or a smaller house. You'd need a pretty big house. You can't use it outside, not just because like the like whatever surface it might be on might, you know, cock up the wheel, wheels or whatever, but also the camera that they have installed on it is not really meant for... Meant, it's not really meant to be out in like bright light. So like... Whilst you're playing, it gets really hard to see. Someone uh, from Giant Bomb Podcast who was talking about playing it with their son outside uh, said they attached a sunglass lens that they popped out to the front of the camera to polarize the light and make it more visible. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Many Mario-themed in-game events in various Nintendo games and collaborations with various brands were also announced, including Mario Shoes, Mm -hmm. Mario Overalls, Mario Monopoly, Mario Jenga, a Mario talking action figure, and Mario Lego. 
all that, really. The release of Super Mario All-Stars for Nintendo Switch Online. And the announcement and release, or no, the announcement of a sequel to Super Mario All-Stars, Super Mario All-Stars 3D, which includes ports of Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, and Super Mario Galaxy... Oh, no, my bad. Sorry. No, didn't have that one. <laughs> what a load of bollocks that was, eh? I mean, there's... Let's, I just want to chip in here. This has been rumoured for a long time by credible people. So people are like, oh, are we going to get sunshine? And the people are talking about, like, it's going to be a compilation, 64 sunshine and galaxy. And look at what Nintendo did from, I think it was uh, 2004, I want to say, when they took the, what, how old was it at that point? Seven-year-old uh, Mario 64, and they put it on DS. And they added three playable characters. They added 30 more stars. They gave a huge graphical update for all of it. Um, the controls were a bit bollocks, but, you know, that was a problem with the DSD pad. But other than that, huge upgrade. So you think, shit, are we going to get the equivalent of that with Sunshine? Mm. You know, you see, like, the way Nintendo treated Mario with Mario Odyssey, which, you know, we'll get to eventually that episode. 2025, baby, here we come. You know, you think, oh, wow, they're going to have, like, HD Sunshine and Sunshine is a game that has so it has so much going for it, but it has so much so much things, so many little things. We'll we'll go into them with detail, but there's so many so many needed quality of life upgrades for Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Sunshine has so much unnecessary bollocks that drag it down, mm-hmm. and that could be very easily fixed, in my opinion. Yeah, and so I think, oh wow, you know they're going to be upgrading Sunshine and like optimizing it. You know the best way to play Sunshine, take out all the flaws. This could be really cool, and we're going to get like 64DS, but in HD on the Switch. You know we're going to get all those playable characters, and I mean they could just port Galaxy. You can't make perfect more perfect. You know, like exactly. <laughs> but they didn't. Okay. They just made the screen for Sunshine not even 64 wider. And the icons look a bit nicer in 64. That's about it. Some of the textures, I think, are a bit sharper, but I don't. I, I think that was just like um, upscaling. I think they removed the uh, backwards long jumps. So if you're into speed running, that's uh, that's a, that's, a, that's another reason not to get it. Gil, they let they let you play the music in the in the thing. Yeah, you can listen to the music on the Switch, or you can just you know go on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> And no, that's the thing, right? If this was 20 quid, all right, I'll buy. You know, disappointing. I was expecting more. But hey, if it's 20 quid and it's all of these three great games portable on the Switch, disappointment, but hey, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it ain't. Yep. But it ain't. It's 50 pounds. It's 49.99 digital. Uh, Amazon currently have it down to 36 pounds for the physical edition. Uh, But... And also, if you want to get it, you better get it soon because it will be available limited time from September 18th, 2020 to March 31st, 2021. Exactly. Literally, it's the start of a lot of worrying trends with Nintendo, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because this isn't, this isn't a one-off. This, is, this isn't just like, oh, this is only because it's a, an anniversary thing. It's already happened with um, the first Fire Emblem game has been localized. I don't give a shit about Fire Emblem personally, but that's cool. And that's cool for fans. But 
Another limited release. I mean, mother free in English, limited time release, you know, it sets a scary precedent, right? It's a, And, you know, because they can make it limited release, they can justify charging the price because people are going to be like, oh, well, I can't wait for a sale. I've got to get it now, even if it is way overpriced. And this is the thing. This is only going to re- result in more emulation. I know Nintendo hate emulation, but if they ch- if they put these games at a reasonable price, well, people would pay the money for it. People would be like, oh, okay, you know, fine, I'll, I'll pay the money to have like the convenience of Sunshine Galaxy and 64 on the Switch. Like, if it's a reasonable price, I wouldn't hesitate. Mm-hmm. I've got, I've bought Mario 64 maybe three times if you count the DS separately. Yeah. I'll buy it a fourth if it's like cheap on the Switch. Hey, whatever, you know? Yeah. Why not, man? Like, and, and this is it. Like, it's just anti-consumer, you know? Like, it's... It's it's literally artificial scarcity. Yeah. And so it's it's only going to result in people going, well, fuck that, I'll emulate it then. The, the, I think the, the real solution against emulation is providing a more convenient alternative. It's like how the music industry went from LimeWire to, oh, okay, streaming. Yeah. And it's way more easy now to just stream rather than uh, illegally download. There's still, I think, problems with that, but it's... Uh, it's never 100%, uh, but it's it's way easy, It's a way better solution, yeah. It's still become a lot more viable for independent artists, right? Hmm. But Nintendo, arguably, from their perspective, stands to profit a lot more from doing this. It's that They stand to profit a lot more from saying, we'll get to it. I'll, I'll get to a thing that will kind of maybe illuminate the topic in a minute. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, lastly from the Super Mario 35th anniversary Nintendo Direct live stream. This is not actually the last thing. It was actually announced third. Super Mario Bros. 35 is what we are here to discuss. Indeed, that's the name of the episode. Well, not necessarily, but you know. Arika's newest foray into the genre of games you didn't expect to get a Battle Royale treatment, uh, wherein the player faces off against 34 other plumbers in a last man standing marathon through the Mushroom Kingdom of Super Mario Bros. the first. Mm-hmm. It, like Tetris 99, is free-to-play on the Nintendo Switch with the Nintendo Switch online service and became first available uh, on the 1st of October 2020 worldwide and will remain playable until March 31st, 2021. Sound the alarms. It's an emergency episode. This is the last time we get to talk about this video game. Mario Bros. 3 will have to wait because you can always play Mario Bros. 3. Anyone can play it. It's on the Nintendo. Well, not anyone, but not anyone. If you if you have the internet, you can play it. Exactly, yeah, man. If you have the Wii U, you can play it. You know, like all four of you out there. You also need the internet to play Tetris Thirty Five, but you also need Nintendo to permit you to play it. So, mm. luckily, we we are, luckily we are in the the chosen hour, the golden hour, mm. the the weeks before its demise. We can play Super Mario Bros. 35. We need to save this, man. Yeah. Actually, do we? <laughs> okay, like, yeah. We'll get to our opinions on that. But yeah, it just seems daft, really. The whole limited release thing um, with um, with Mario 35. I've already said what I think about the All-Stars thing. But it's like, it's it's more incentive because a big complaint with Nintendo, uh, with their online, is that their online doesn't offer that much. Yeah. It offers the virtual consoles, true. But the virtual console library is pitifully small compared to the um, virtual console library on the Wii when it was released. When that was huge, it had N64 games from the go. You could play Mario 64. When the Wii launched, you could play Mario 64 on the go 
for like six or seven quid. Did you play it on the go? Would you would you consider the Wii U as being an on the go console? No, when I say on the go, I mean like as soon as the Wii launched, it was like boom, you could just download straight away Mario sixty four for six or seven quid. Oh, the the Wii. Sorry, yeah, I thought you meant the Wii U when you were saying that the 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 Wii U tablet was portable. I was like, I mean, I guess it's portable to the toilet, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When the Wii launched, though, it had a huge virtual console, and we're we're almost two years into the SNES. Never mind the NES. The SNES being um, added to Virtual Console Online on the Switch. And there's a fraction of the game. It's still it's still good and cool that it comes as kind of a, a free bonus for having for having the Nintendo Switch Online service. Yeah. Because you would probably get, if you were playing Animal Crossing or, you know, Mario Kart or Smash Brothers, you would probably pick up a, a Nintendo Switch Online membership. It's, it's cheaper than other memberships. Um, for these sorts of of online console things, but I suppose the big controversy really is that it was free for a while. Like the Wii U online is still free, yeah, and always has been free. The Switch was free until a year into its uh, life cycle, I believe, something like that. Yeah, you, you know, and you, fine, all right. You could argue exactly it's cheaper than a lot of other um, competitors, and you do get. Some great games on there. Although, yes, the library of the virtual console is tiny compared to the previous generations. It's still got some great games. You know, Mario Bros. 3, mm. Mario Bros. 1, mm. um, the Donkey Kong Countries. I don't, has it got three yet? I th- yeah, it has. It recently got three. Which good. Good. All aboard, you know. We're good. And, and, and they, they do those SP versions, which are kind of... You can load up with maybe, like, you get infinite ammo or something like that for a game that you know might be considered hard or maybe you are doing the the second run through where the game already is hard from the get-go so you don't have to beat it the first time if you to, to unlock that um which is a cool feature you can rewind you can save state usual emulation stuff it's cool it's good it's well implemented and, and well well put together mm. as most nintendo products are but well, it's it's a case of really. It feels like a step backwards. It's not a case of oh, this is bad. Yeah. It's just a case of why why isn't why have we gone downhill since the Wii? It's not even hard for Nintendo to just upload these ROMs. You know, like it, it seems it seems crazy to me that they haven't just chucked it all in there. So people are like, wow, look at all these games. You know, rather than trickle it out and then it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, a Cowboy NES game has got added. Where's Earthbound? You know, <laughs> like like we we okay. So I I, I didn't go off <laughs> go off King. I didn't go off King too much about the the 3D All Stars thing, but I think it kind of sucks that for Mario's 35th anniversary, like the probably the biggest announcement there is like, hey, for fifty pounds mm-hmm. you can get uh, a ROM and two ISOs of Mario games that we released however many years ago barely enhanced well this is it man like the crash bandicoot hd uh trilogy completely remade from the ground up looks gorgeous and i think part of it is because is that we're getting so many of those sorts of things coming out that like this looks extremely disappointing by comparison and it costs like you can get it on sale for like 15 16 quid yeah give or take this this is three games pretty rudimentary port 50 pounds limited time run it's just it's 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 it well i vote with my wallet i don't buy it simple as but it, it's it's i think it's just disappointing that you know that they're literally 
The people are just people. Or people will eat it up, you know. Yeah, they can. They do it because they can get away with it. If people didn't buy it, they wouldn't do it. And so, and so, and, and I've seen the sort of success with three um, D All Stars because I get it. Some people haven't had a Nintendo console for years and years and years. I mean, for, for many for many people, it's their first. And yeah, you know, for some people, it's their first. For some people, it's their first in ages. And they think, oh, Mario 64. Oh, I remember that game. I haven't played it in 20 years. You know, cool. Yeah, I'll buy it. I get it. But for us nerds that get like these consoles, <laughs> like, you know, that, that like stick with it, it's like, why? We, we, we literally could buy Mario 64 for six quid on the previous console yeah. four or five years ago. It just doesn't make sense in my opinion, but is what it is. I didn't buy it. Point being, um, back to what I was saying about with the online, is that I just think it seems to me a no-brainer. doesn't matter what you say about the 3D All-Stars, fine, you know, maybe it's make it feel exclusive, it's a, it's a one-off, whatever, whatever your argument is. I think it's a weak argument, that personally. But then with the Mario 35 online, Mm-hmm. That just seems like a no-brainer to at least keep it going for a couple of years. Like, yeah, don't keep it forever. Fine. Yeah, I think everything's got to you know go eventually. But it just seems way too early to pat that in. It will. It will have been available for let's see, from October to beginning of April, six months. Yeah, it just seems way too early for that. I, I think because like, yeah, you know, oh, damn it, I can't buy 3D All Stars anymore. But you can get those games separately. Yeah, it might not be convenient. And, you know, some people, especially Sunshine, is a bit of a ball ache. Or, 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 or beyond that, like, if you want to play these games, there are ways to play these games, right? No, of course. I'm just saying, like, even strictly legally, like, sure. a Wii's cheapest chips. Yeah. You can get Galaxy in the Wii for dirt cheap. Mario 64, I mean, yeah, if you have a Wii U, lol. <laughs> people don't have a Wii U. <laughs> people really don't have a Wii U. But again... It's sold well, so I guess you could have an N64, but that's beside the point. I mean, there, there are people selling... Like, if I, if I want to completely A-OK play Mario 64, I could go get a, a on eBay or on Facebook Marketplace or whatever, some bundle that someone nearby is selling of... Exactly, an N64, Mario 64, there's a lot of them out there. It's not hard, it's not expensive. But at the same time, you know, like, cartridges die, batteries die consoles die these things need to be repaired and maintained they were released and came out in 1996 they are as old as me yeah mate i'm 100 i I totally agree my i guess my point being though these games have all existed before yeah mario 35 it's a completely unique thing yeah and it's only been alive for six months and it seems a bit daft that yeah it's not the most amazing thing in the world but it's a cool additional thing to go oh okay switch online we also get Mario 35 fair enough yeah so it's a bit of a head scratcher to be honest but oh man we've had a we've had a good old rant about the state of Nintendo and uh, the controversy with limited release and I want to give us some more to chew on if that's alright go for it mate this this is some extracts from a Polygon interview from December 16th, 2020, with Nintendo of America president Doug Bowser mm-hmm. uh, that touched on various topics concerning Nintendo that year. Uh, but I wanted to take two specific highlights. I'll, I'll read verbatim from the interview here. I wanted to specifically talk about a strategy that Nintendo is doing with Switch Online regarding the sunsetting. I don't know what the exact terminology is, but effectively, games are no longer available after March 31st, 2021. What is the logic? Why is it good for consumers? Uh, Doug Bowser replied, Yeah, I think I use a simple word. Celebration. 
It just, this is a celebration of Mario's 35th anniversary, and we wanted to celebrate in unique and different ways. And we've done that through games like Super Mario 3D All-Stars, or we will be doing that through future releases such as Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. And then we've also done it through releases such as Game & Watch Super Mario Bros or through Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. There are various ways that we're celebrating Mario's 35th, and with some of these titles, we felt it was an opportunity to release them for a limited peri period of time. They've done very, very well. Super Mario 3D All-Stars has sold over 2.6 million units in the US alone, and so clearly consumers have been able to jump in and enjoy that. And it's not strategy that we're going to be using wild widely, but it is one we thought was very unique for the actual anniversary. Well, that's crap. It's back to the interviewer now. Yeah, and the celebration aspect I totally get. Obviously, you have gone whole hog on releasing amazing Mario games this year. I just don't understand the consumer side of it, where someone who buys a Switch in June of next year is just never going to be able to get those games. I just don't see the upside, quite honestly. Uh, to which they replied, or Doug, Doug Bowser replied, uh, yeah, at this point, the decision was really made around that celebration feature and aspect. I can't speak to plans beyond the end of March. So, I just like the idea of Doug Bowser then breathing fire on the whisking away in this clown car. So yeah, that kind of brings us on to the the point that some people have made, where like, oh, they'll release them separately afterwards. This edition is going away, but you might be able to get them individually later, or you or they might bring some different version of the package back. No, no, no. I'll tell you a big problem with that. So, again, we're literally talking the previous console generation, right? The Wii U. Mm. You, can be, you can get Mario 64 on the Wii U for six or seven pounds. Yeah. Let's, let's be pedantic with it. Let's say you pay seven pounds on it. Mario Galaxy. You can also download that on the Wii U whenever you want. And that's somewhere between 15 and 20 quid. Again, let's be pedantic. Let's say 20 quid. So for Mario Galaxy and Mario 64 in the previous console generation, a couple of years ago, you get both of those games for £27 or under. Let's say £27. Mario Sunshine is not worth £33. So what are they going to do? Are they going to make it so that you can buy Mario 64 for 20 quid? You know, like a clean split, 20 quid for Mario 64, 20 quid for Sunshine, 20 quid for Galaxy. If they if they do that, if... Because no one's going to buy Mario 64 for 20 quid. If they do that, if they do that at all, if they re release it as some standalone version at all, mm. we just don't know. And I think that's part of the, the, the frustration. You, you lent me very kindly your copy of Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, I got you, Batman, yeah. And I've, I've played the start of that again. Uh, we, we played it together a couple, a year or two ago now when it, whenever it came out basically god that's mental three years later this year yeah <sighs> time flies and we had a good time with it we'll get to it mm. um but i would also maybe like to revisit parts of definitely parts of galaxy definitely parts of of 64 sunshine i might have a gander at but uh, <laughs> you know i i would like to do those things would i 49 pounds 99 within the next 10 days like to do it not really. And that's a hard no for me. But but maybe maybe in a couple months' time, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could really do it some Mario 64. I'm sorry. Should have picked it up. Well, no, but as well, if they're like, and now, after the collection, we're now, we're treating the consumers, the, uh, <laughs> the fans, we're giving them now um, all the games separately. And hey, 
Gilly, we're not going to charge Mario 64 for 20 quid because that'd be silly. It's like Sunshine and Galaxy, you could bridge the gap a little bit more, but 64, when they've done literally nothing to it, like you could argue with Sunshine, uh, they've also optimized it with the widescreen. Yeah. And obviously Galaxy being um, the uh, newest of the three games. And so therefore it makes sense. Um, you consider that more a more advanced game, more game for your buck, so to speak. Like... If they like, all right, we'll lower the price for 64 then. Well, then why ever buy the collection? Exactly. What are they going to do? Make it like a tenner? Well, that's fine. But that's, what's the point in buying the collection then? Yeah. The people who bought the collection would then be played, you know? So I absolutely, I, I personally don't see them doing it anytime soon, at least. I think the problem I see with it is people talk, and I've heard people do about this, which people do. People are deluded when it comes to um, what they want to see in like an E3. Like, oh, we're going to see Mother 3 in English. We're going to see F-Zero, a new game. And, you know, I'm guilty of it. We, we It's, it's you know, you, you get all excited. You get lost in hype. You hear a bunch of bullshit rumors. You're like, oh, maybe? What if? What if it, we're going to get a, um, oh, I don't know, Monkey Ball 3 or whatever? <laughs> That's not Nintendo, but point being. Yeah. Like, you know. You get you get high expectations and GameCube games mm-hmm. online. That that was like a big sort of fan uh, wish. Yeah, and, and and you can see where it comes from based on the Wii having N sixty four stuff. Yeah, so it's like okay, we have this more powerful system. It you know a bloody a telephone <laughs> a telephone a mobile phone can run bloody any of the GameCube games now you know some version of Dolphin can run on Android. People really like GameCube, me included. And I would love, I would double dip. I've got the GameCube games just over there. I've got my Wii plugged into the telly. I could play those games. Had I not had the, had I thrown out the Wii and only had a Wii U or even worse, just a Switch, I wouldn't be able to play these games anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't hesitate just to I, I wouldn't hesitate to double dip just for the convenience of our oh, portable I don't know thousand year door would be great like portable um, melee portable monkey ball like all these GameCube classics right mm-hmm. the problem is though with Mario 64 being in this collection and the way with the pricing and everything my whole point being never mind GameCube online I don't think we're going to see Nintendo uh, 64 online I don't think it's going to happen now because I don't see how it could happen without screwing up the whole um, pricing with the 3D All-Stars collection. I, I can't see it happening though. Yeah, I, I, and I think my point is just like, we have no idea what's going to happen and Nintendo kind of like it that way and stand to profit from it being that way. Oh, 100%. Like they could, they could there's nothing stopping them going, ah, oh, Mario 64, now it's online. But then people will be pissed off because people would be like oh well why the hell did i buy this then yeah and i just don't i can't see therefore them doing that i think i can see this is completely um we're talking about speculation stuff now i'm I'm, I'm on one like i can see game boy advance being an online thing which would be again cool i think they i think game boy advance will be added to switch online at some point I don't think we're ever... We're definitely not going to see GameCube, and I don't think we're going to see N64. Yeah. And I think that's a shame. I think GameCube moves maybe a bit wishful thinking. They could definitely just re-release GameCube games at what we what you'd be considered. That's a bit expensive, but people, people would buy it. And for select games, I can, I'd consider it. Like, oh, if it was like, I don't know, 20 quid to get Thousand Year Door on Switch. Yeah. It's like, well, that's, a, that's kind of a lot. 
But, you know, where, how else are you going to play that game if you don't have it on GameCube and have the means to play a GameCube disc? Yeah. Sure, all right, why not? You know, that 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 would be justifiable in my opinion. I just don't I just don't see I, I think that's what's the worst part about it. I don't care about not having to double, triple dip on these games. Yeah. It's just that this now, in my opinion, acts as a acts as a barrier to better things coming for the Switch when it comes to uh Older games getting a new breath of fresh air or re-releases. I just, I, just, I don't, I, I don't know. I still, I still can't fully understand the rationale behind the limited time release strategy, aside from kind of the artificial scarcity of it all. I mean, I'm, I'm like just yesterday, whilst I was doing, I was drumming together these notes. Google search of Super Mario 35th anniversary, whatever, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, turned up a result saying that Nintendo would be pulling copies, physical copies of the, the 3D All-Stars collection from their store shelves on the day. So even, even if they would sell later down the line, no, nah, sorry, March 31st. <laughs> that makes That makes literally no sense. I can imagine, yeah, whatever, if they go... On the on the uh, eShop, it's like, whoosh, you can, sorry, this game is no longer available. Yeah. On the day. But the the physical game's already printed? Why the hell would they withdraw that? Yeah. That makes literally no sense. Like, Are you going to give them away? Are you going to frame them? Are you going to, I don't know, this, I don't know how many copies will be left over. I don't know if they've already sold out all of their copies. It's very confusing. One other extract from the uh, Doug Bowser interview that I think you might find interesting as well, Gil. Mm-hmm. This is the interviewer. I should say the interviewer is Russ Frustick. Uh, so the big talking point of this year in the games industry has been Microsoft's Game Pass. Obviously, they're different because Game Pass is a subscription fee to access a library of games, not a fee people pay to play online. But do you see Nintendo Switch Online as the counteroffer to something like Game Pass? Doug says, <laughs> we're, on, we're on a first-name basis, me, Doug. Uh, the way I look at it is... We want to offer consumers choices on Nintendo Switch and obviously the ability to buy the games and play the games that they choose to play. The fact that we have well over an 8.0 attach rate to every Switch unit that's been installed over the last four years is an indication that consumers want to consume content that way. So to clarify what that means, as I understand it, an 8.0 attach rate, I think, means that for every Switch sold, on average, people buy eight products for it. Hmm. The interviewer then says, sorry, just to confirm, by that way, you mean purchasing games individually? Doug says, exactly, purchasing games individually. But we also recognize that there are consumers who want to have access to other parts of our back catalog, like our NES and SNES titles. And Nintendo Switch Online is a way that they're able to access those titles. So we want to give them options on how they would want to consume content. So we're leveraging both to give them access to a wide catalog. The interviewer then says... I know that people have asked and spoken to Microsoft regarding the idea of something like Game Pass ever appearing on Switch. Is that something that you were ever ever considering? Doug says, the way I would answer that, Russ, is we are always looking at various ways that we can engage our consumers right now. We have found that our catalog and the third-party publishing catalog that's available, whether that's through Nintendo Switch Online or through Frontline Game Purchase, has really been allowing us to do that. Which I think suggests to me that just like, we're raking it in, baby. It's f- whatever. <laughs> we don't need it. It's one it. of those, um, to me, that's one of those like sort of PR um, talking techniques where you're saying a lot and it doesn't mean much. Yeah. You know, I, and I, I, I don't think Doug Bowser's, um, you know, 
he's basically a mouthpiece, as far as I'm aware. I don't know who's exactly pulling the strings, you know. <laughs> the Illuminati. You know, yeah, exactly. The man. So, as I understand his role, it's and the role of kind of a lot of Nintendo of America, it's kind of marketing and the business side of it. So, I think he does have at least some sway in how some of the business decisions are handled over at Nintendo. Mm. I don't think he's picking and choosing what games to develop, but I think he he does have some sway in the overall kind of decision-making of some parts of the company. But I think, yeah, a lot of that is just like PR speech, and the truth is we're never going to know, and speculation, you know, unless Nintendo specifically say, here's why, in a really unprecedentedly mm. transparent you know, like, this is why we're doing this exactly. Cut the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to know. We're going to get a lot of PR fluff and ideas of a celebration and, you know, this and that. And so Yeah, and, and in another part of the interview, he refers to Nintendo's evergreen back catalogue of games. You know, they are aware that those games are there. And I think they're also aware that Nintendo didn't have, like, a... Like, you could argue they didn't have a good 2020, but that's, like, bullshit. They had potentially the best 2020 in the world because they released a video game called Animal Crossing New Horizons, right? Yeah. But it slowed aspects of their release schedule down and and things have had to be pushed back a little bit, potentially. And he kind of, I think, makes reference to titles like Pikmin 3 and a lot of other games that are in their back catalogue as basically just little, like, things that they can put in to fill those gaps. Breadcrumbs, basically, yeah. So maybe in however many years or months' time, some re-release of of F-Zero GX comes out. (laughs) They're aware that they can do that, and I think it's just like whenever it kind of is convenient to them. Which, like, isn't inherently bad, but on, like, a letting people play the games that they want to play level. No, but that's the thing. Like, even if you just, if even if you just, like, ah, oh, who gives a shit about the consumer, man? Money, 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 money. Agagagagag, you know? If they put Smash Melee online, they would be raking it in. Yeah. If they put Melee online, if they put Monkey Ball on Switch, it would sell. If Banana Blitz can sell, Monk, the Monkey Ball classic games would sell. If they literally put Hitman 1 and 2 on the Switch, it would sell. If they put Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask on the Switch. If they put Paper Mario, both of them in on they put Super Paper Mario, why not? Like if they if they just they can literally just drag the fucking file of the ROM and drop it into the sort of Switch online folder and then You need to do a bit more work than that, but it's not That's not, it's just there. <laughs> it's or it's not as much as developing a full Mario game, right? They just uh, <laughs> they they you know they <laughs> click the upload button. Watch the little progress bar go across. And it's like, there you go. When when you compare what is kind of on offer from Nintendo to what is on offer from even Sony, people people kind of make jokes about PS Now as this like dumb... So PS Now, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Game Pass for from Xbox, but a lot of the games you can stream as well, which Xbox is kind of also adding that service. But if you want to play PS3 games on your PS4, you can play a lot of games from the PS3 library by streaming them to your to your PS4. And I'm assuming the PS5 supports it as well. I'm not 100% sure. Regardless, there's like, I want to say like 300 games on there. Uh, and it's like a monthly subscription, which is definitely more expensive than Nintendo Switch Online, but you're getting a lot more out of it. Game Pass is... For the PC version, seven ninety nine a month, I think, or maybe it might be cheaper than that. 
that comes with hundreds of games. <laughs> and granted, a lot of those are third-party titles and it's a different kind of service, but when you look at, as Doug described it, the evergreen back catalogue of Nintendo, like like you and I would buy into that and in a heartbeat, right? Mate, there's so many great games that they could re-release, man. Like Double Dash. Double dash, just drag and drop it. Don't even add it online. Just have it like local multiplayer. Mm. Yeah, why not double dash on the Switch? That'd be that'd be wicked. Yeah. This is half the reason people emulate. It's like, oh, I can't get hold of this game otherwise. And so they use an emulator. Or or if if I am getting hold of it, right? I'm buying, like I mentioned, a pre-owned console. I'm buying the pre-owned game. Nintendo's not getting anything off of that. Why make it difficult for the consumer? People will be willing to rebuy these games and pay for these games. Why make it difficult for the consumer when the the consumer would happily pay for it? Yeah. It just seems like a no-brainer. But there you go. Anyway, should we talk about Mario 35? Otherwise, we're going to be here all day. Yeah, I, I, I think it's... Just, I don't know. I, th- I think I watched that stream and... For a while there, the the 3D All-Stars thing in particular, I could not stop going on about it and thinking about it in my head. Sour taste in that mouth. I was really just like, this is what we're doing? This is the... Salty, salty And This is what we're doing for £50? Like, okay, happy happy birthday. (laughs) 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 Oh, dear. Anyway, happy birthday and also RIP. Super Mario Bros. 35, Gil. Yep. Should we go into a bit more detail about what actually happens in this video game? You're going to have to, because I I was talking about how incredibly um, poorly explained everything about it is. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm going to kind of let you take the steering wheel. Because I don't even fully understand it and I've played it. Oh, God. Super Mario Bros. 35 is a battle royale where 35 players compete against each other until only a single player is left. In the menu, the player can play a normal game or a special event. During a game, players go through levels from Super Mario Bros., the first one on NES. Uh, Enemies defeated will be sent over to a different player's course. The player can see other players' games. Uh, The course the enemies are sent to is determined by which course the player is currently targeting which is surrounded by a red box. I played the game many times, didn't even understand that, but okay. Mm-hmm. The player can choose between four strategies to determine how they target other players, just like in Tetris 99. Other players' enemies can also be sent to the player. On the top left corner of the screen is the item roulette, which costs 20 coins to use. Using it gives the player a random item, which can be a super mushroom, a fire flower, a superstar, or a power block, which weren't in the original game. They were in Mario Bros the arcade game, but Mm -hmm. still, uh, which defeats all enemies on the screen. Uh, The player also has a time limit displayed on the top right corner of the screen. Defeating enemies gives the player more time, up to a maximum of 400 seconds. If the player is the last alive, they win the game. And at the end of the game, the player's name, rank, number of coins collected, and the number of players they knocked out are displayed. They can also spectate the match after being defeated. That's kind of it. You're just sort of... That's literally it, yeah. You're playing Super Mario Bros. The levels don't necessarily line up. In fact, they don't line up. The game kind of... You you pick a course, and the course you're picking, I think, determines some aspect of who you're getting matched with, but it also (laughs) determines what courses are available. Uh, So it's not like you're playing through every single level of Mario Bros, though I think they might 
have added like a special event that's like that. Can I interrupt? Yeah. I've never heard you say I think and maybe and all these similar, similarly uncertain, you know, words of uncertainty in any Mario game <laughs> other than this one, you know? The, the, the game starts, you pick a level and then you... Off you go. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and you only have—I think you only have one one to start with, but eventually, you kind of unlock more of them as you, as you play and go through. Mm. But like, it doesn't say what you're doing when you pick a level, as far as I can tell. Yeah, and I, I know tutorials are frowned upon, but it's like sometimes they aren't necessary. Yeah, a little. You know, sometimes like just a one-off tutorial that you can always access if you've forgotten, like in the corner. There's you know, make make you look at it once, and then it's like. Hey, off you go. Yeah. If you forgot about me just down here, that's harmless. And that would literally be all it, all it would take to be like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. It's it's pretty baffling. Otherwise, you're just blindly playing Mario Bros. 1 while a bunch of other people do. Which is what I was going to get to. Like, when you're actually in-game and really your only job is play Mario Bros. and occasionally push the right stick in a different direction to change who you're targeting, if you're so inclined, then it's like, oh, I'm playing... I'm playing Super Mario Bros. <laughs> I know what I'm doing, right? Yeah. And you just do that, but <laughs> there's all this kind of trimmings around it that the game is really kind of pushing you in the direct, like do these events, do the things, do this to unlock. Mm. If you, I think if you win a game, you can now play as Luigi. You get like an icon, I think, for your profile or something. Yeah, you get, so there are different icons you can unlock Yeah. that you get through. I think I think they're randomly unlocked through experience, and it's all just the different sprites that are in Super Mario Brothers. I think, maybe, I'm not sure. I think, uh, I think it's this. I think, I'm not sure. This, maybe. Like, I I played it. I played this game. I played it. I know, we both played it, and that's the worst part. I played a good chunk of it. I played it, like, over an hour of it, probably. You know, I, I didn't just chip it on for, f like, two or three minutes and be like, oh, I don't understand. I was actually playing it for, like, over an hour, probably, in total. Okay. In a regular 35-player battle, the player can pick a course and pay coins to start the game with a power-up. These courses are added to the pool of courses that appear in the battle. To unlock more courses to pick, the player must either compete or complete all the preceding levels in one of the online modes or beat the course itself when it is chosen by another player who already unlocked it or it appears in a special battle. The course order will use each player's chosen course going from whoever has the lowest level to the highest level. However, the course order will not put the same course twice in a row. The course order loops to the first level after the last level. This is the only way a course can repeat. Warp zones uh, let the player skip forward in the level queue. Warp zones may include... So, like, when you get to, like, the warp zone in, like, 1-2, it's not just, like, go to world... Uh, 4? Yeah, you can go to 4-1. Yeah, it's, it's not just... But it's not just those options. It is, like you get to pick from the courses that are in the course pool that it's selected from other players. Mm. So, like, sometimes it's like you go to a warp zone and it's like, oh, what do you want? 3-4, uh, 5-4, uh, or 8-2? And you're like... <laughs> <laughs> Why did I go here again? I could have got a flagpole. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess you still get a flagpole, I think. Or I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know. But there you go. I'm not sure... Maybe I think this, possibly this, you know, it, it, there's so much uncertainty with it. I think, uh, to be honest, like my whole thoughts of this whole game, I can sum it up quite easily. I think it's a bit of fun. Mm. I think it's a bit of fun. And I think it 
the way I see it, it's like a bonus little, you know, when you think of like games where you have Mario Bros. 3 and underneath you have the little Mario Bros. arcade. It's like that. It's like a little arcadey, little fun, little bit of fun, little time sink. Um, and it's kind of quirky. It's kind of nice if you're like, if you really like Mario Bros. 1. It, it's different, um, you know. It's just, A, I don't understand why we're not going to have it for another month. And on top of that, I don't understand why they haven't done a better job of explaining it, especially when it's Mario, which is a franchise that's suitable for all ages. So notably, a lot of kids are going to be playing this. I'm going to load it up and see if there's a manual that I just didn't. Yeah, do that. Otherwise, we're going to like write idiots. Otherwise, you're going to have to delete half the episode where we can play. <laughs> there's options and it says movement. Like it lets you change the controls. Yeah. Stats. Just shows me how I've how I've done in the game. But yeah, like the game in the game itself. You can do course practice and practice practice specific levels. Kind of like a level select. That's kind of cool. Like it, it's 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 a bit it's it's not incredible, but it is a, it's a bit of fun, I think. You pick 35 player battle, it takes you to the second menu. It says select a course. Yep. And also you can press X to shuffle through different levels of power up. You go from standard Mario to mushroom for 20 coins, fire flower for 50 coins, star for 30 coins. If you pick star, you're a fool. If you if you're dropping 30 coins on the ability to be invincible for five seconds at the start of a level, we'll get to Super Mario Bros. 3. But what the fuck is the point? <laughs> And then you pick a course, and then it starts. Yeah. But one of the options is literally surprise me. There's nothing here that where I can... I don't see anything here where it's like, click in the right stick to open more info. Let me let us help you understand what exactly you're selecting. You just kind of dive in. I mean, at that point, at that point, even if they did have... Um, even if they did have more information, the fact that finding out more, you know, if, if you're struggling to understand something, you want the ability to find more information, the tutorial, the manual, you want that to be easily findable. That's the irony. Yeah. You don't need, you don't want to have a manual to find a manual, you know, you don't need, if you are, if, if there is a manual in that game, it's already redundant because the whole point of one is to be accessible and be like, oh, okay, this is where I'm at. I'm lost. Oh, now I understand. So like for, for people who got really into this game, and, you know, with streaming it on Twitch or whatever, being pro gamers, look at me playing Mario 35. I'm sure they fully understand the meta, which, like, we might talk about our understanding of, like, what is probably the smartest thing to do in the game to do well in it. But, like, your basic player who just got the Nintendo Switch online service and might go, oh, let me check this out, it came with it, is going to go on and be, like, bemused at the, this kind of, like the stuff around the edges it's just really 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 poorly explained yeah which like okay so then there's like all right who am i concerned about people who are just playing this for the first time and have never played in a mario played a mario game in their life okay those people can go and play super mario bros one on the nintendo switch online service right yeah and it's not like kids nowadays struggle to work out these complicated video game mechanics don't know if you've ever played Fortnite, Gil, but there's some crazy shit happening in that game. I don't understand it. The kids do, though, and they kill me. Every time I tried to shoot someone in the head, I changed a weapon. That's how good I was at Fortnite when I tried it. You're pressing R instead of ZR. Yeah. <laughs> I get I get all lined up, and then I change my weapon. I might cut that out of the podcast just to save you face. <laughs> don't. Don't even bother. I'm getting old, mate. I have to accept it. So... At the same time, if you know how to play Mario, you can kind of do okay in this game. 
right? It, chances are, if you have played Mario before, you're probably not going to come last or something out of the 35 players. You're probably going to hang on for quite a while. Yeah, I, like, I... I think it's I think it's still a, it's still a bit of wacky fun. That's why I see it as wacky fun. Mm. I don't see it as like it's chaotic. There's no you know what I mean. Especially when you don't understand why certain things do. You have like a rough idea like oh if I kill an enemy it's going to someone else to try and stump them out. Yeah. Like, and you kind of do get some rough ideas. It's it's still a you know the level selection seems completely fucking random in my opinion, but. That aside, it is it is it's a bit of fun. Yeah, it's a bit of chaotic fun. It's a bit of a nice time waste. Yeah, there's not there's not much more I, I I can say about it honestly. And I have played like a chunk of it. It's, it's I won't necessarily miss it. Um, with it with it going um offline in the next like just over a week. But I still don't understand why it is. I don't I still don't understand why they get rid of it. But you know, I mean I mean you so you could go back to uh Facebook Messenger conversations that you and I were part of when this game first came out, I was quite enthusiastic about this game. <laughs> yeah. Purely on a conceptual level, I'm a big fan of Tetris 99. I'm a big fan of Tetris. I think whenever Nintendo have uh, outside studios develop some kind of release for one of their IPs, whether it's kind of this or whether it's like Cadence of Hyrule, the the... Uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer, um, people's interpretation of, or, or you know, pl- play on on Zelda and Zelda mechanics. I think it's exciting and I think it's cool. I think it's it's like Charlie's in the Chocolate Factory. You know, we're getting some kind of new twists on stuff, and I think it's a really interesting twist on Super Mario Brothers. But like in gameplay, beyond feeling kind of very chaotic at the start or towards the middle, rather at the start, it's kind of you're just playing Mario. You might get an extra enemy every now and then. Towards the end, when kind of time is moving faster as fewer people remain and you are left with people who know how to survive in Mario, that's kind of just the key is to this game is because like those additional enemies, unless they're a Bowser and they're like and you're being flooded, are for the most part just an opportunity to get more time. Mm. So they're rarely a massive problem until the end. And if you're good at surviving and the other person is good at surviving and the third person is good at surviving and the fourth person is good at surviving, then it's just a standoff and it can go on for so long. You, you might have three people with 400 seconds left on their timer mm. and if they and you could all just hang around. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's, it's, I, th- I think it's a very interesting idea. It's a very cool I would even say it is like well implemented. I think they definitely like thought about some of the things that that they were putting together, and I think they had great success with Tetris ninety nine. And I think they really came up with something there that works. But like Tetris was already kind of established as a competitive multiplayer game to some extent, right? The idea of sending garbage lines to a competitor or multiple competitors was already kind of present in some form in other Tetris games. Mm. So it's kind of just an amping up of that. This is kind of the first time we've had this sort of weird competitive last man standing Mario situation. And it works, functions. I wouldn't necessarily say it's more fun than just playing Mario. It's it's the way I see it, it's it's harmless and it's not much else. It's like a bit of fun, it's quirky. It's an interesting way to celebrate Mario's anniversary. Yeah. 
you know, if you just ignore the details surrounding, um, you know, the limited release, what have you, we've already covered that. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, the Mario Battle Royale, it's a really cool way to celebrate Mario's anniversary. Yeah. And the game is manic. It's kind of, it's kind of quirky. It's fun in some ways. Um, but it's a novelty, in my opinion. Like, yeah, unless definitely. you're and, really, and, like, really into Mario Bros. 1, you're probably not going to go back to it. Yeah. And so I think in that sense, like, although it's it's stupid, in my opinion, again, to to take this off uh, online, people aren't really going to miss it. Sure. I, 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 I would kind of agree. But at the same time, like, I don't know, I look at the icon occasionally and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll load, load that up maybe. I'll do it around. <laughs> You're like me with the Smash roster. I just look at it and I'm like, oh, yeah, look at all those characters. I don't play the game. <laughs> It's it's I don't know I just find I find it fascinating and like th- there's there's a difference between like game that like like look people people ri- are ripping you know games off of Switch cartridges if you want to do Switch emulation you can right mm-hmm. this requires servers to be up to play it yeah so unless someone is making a private Super Mario 35 server and figuring all that f- figuring that end of it out. Like, I don't see how you're playing this game in 12 days' time ever again. Mm. Which, like, that part sucks. We've talked about it. It sucks. This is this is literally it. This is literally it. it. It's a case of why not leave it up. It's a bit of fun. Yeah. It's a bit of fun. Any more than there's so many of the NES online games that I don't give a shit about. It's, 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 you know, it's so weird. Not doing any it's so Why weird, not leave it's so it weird to have this product that you argue is an additional selling point for a Switch Online service, which you sell in yearly lots, but have the game only be, be available for six months. So is something else going to come out on the 31st of March and replace it? That people are going to be like, oh, I'm hankering for whatever that is. Tetris 99 will still be, be available. All of the Nintendo NES and SNES classics that are available are still going to be available. F-Zero Battle Royale. I mean, at least there's already competitive other players in that, you know? Like, so, okay. I want to compare it to Tetris 99 for a bit. Mm. Uh, Tetris 99 is genius. Tetris 99 is so clever and cool and good. But a lot of that work is already done by the fact that, one, Tetris is fun to play. Uh, Two, the Tetris company are really good about being specific about, like, this is how Tetris works. This is how you play Tetris. This is how you make a Tetris game for it to be good and feel good and fun. There's a lot of very specific things about the way blocks move, how you're allowed to move them in certain contexts, the speeds at which blocks drop, the speed at which it takes, like, for a new block to appear. All of those things, they've already figured out. The things you're adding on top of it or, or even beyond that, multiplayer has already been figured out. Sending junk lines to other players has already been figured out. The thing you're adding on top of it of let's do it with 99 players and let's do it with, like, you can target specific players based upon if they're targeting you, if they have a lot of KOs, etc. adds an extra layer to it and it feels a lot more tense and exciting when you can kind of see the numbers winding down. But ultimately you're still kind of just playing Tetris normally for the most part. You're just kind of paying attention on a few other, to a few other things around the, the perimeter. And that's kind of what this ends up feeling like, what, what Super Mario 35 ends up feeling like. But you have a button that you can press at any time and spend only 20 coins, which is not a lot of coins in the first place. Like, you could easily get 
I've had games where I've had a hundred coins, two two hundred coins, whatever. Right? I think I think you can get a maximum of I think it's up to two three hundred coins, something like that. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy, considering you only spend what, 20, 30 coins. 20 coins to spin the item roulette and get either a super mushroom, a fire flower, a superstar, or a power block. All four of those things will save you from any context, right? Fire flower or, or super mushroom, you got an extra hit there. You can do some extra damage. Superstar, you can eliminate all the enemies on screen. You're invincible. You're not going to get hurt. Power block, you could clear the screen. Don't worry about it. Keep moving on. Press X again, maybe you'll get a mushroom or a super or a or a fireflower this time. So it ends up just being a game where you're really focused on collecting as many coins as possible so that you can press the X button and watch a slot machine spin. Like on a meta level, on like a like if you're looking to win this game, it's like get a lot of coins, sprint through levels, press X if you get hit, roll the roulette. Oh, you got another mushroom, keep going. Oh, you got another mushroom. Keep going. Oh, you got like mm. so. The only way you end up dying for the most part in this game, unless you really run out of coins, is falling in a pit. Is of boredom. Is of hey but no, got him. But, but but again, I still wouldn't say I'm bored playing it because I'm still kind of like stressed by the mechanics of watching the numbers dwindle down. No, it's 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 all right. Yeah, but at the same time, like I'm only really dying if I'm falling in a pit or running out of time. No, same. I, that that's how I um. How it always fucked up with me is a is a gammy jump because sometimes I sometimes I, I take a while to get used to the Mario Bros jumping up. Yeah. And so I'll just do a little clumsy jump or something. But but yeah, yeah. And the action of just playing the same collection of four Mario Bros levels on loop in a single round. Yeah. It feels repetitive, yeah. If you want to compare it on a conceptual level to other battle royales, right? If you want to compare it to Fortnite, there is a circle that's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. There is less room for people. Mm. The only real way you're affecting each other in, in Mario 35 is by sending enemies to each other's screens. But you still have, like, the same amount of space to play with. Like, you might send 10 Bowsers or whatever, but the game is still just going to kind of line them up in, in a, one at a time or in bunches. So you're just kind of clearing whenever they show up in that context... But, like, my presence in the game is not affected. We're not in the same place. You know what I mean? It's not like we're directly screwing each other over in a way that feels satisfying and measurable. Mm. I'm just kind of like, oh, I killed a bunch of enemies then. It feels accidental. You're like, oh, I jumped on that Goomba. Yeah, good luck with that. So, like, yeah, so whenever you get a KO in this game, you're just like, oh, I, oh, I, I got him? Okay. <laughs> Back to pressing the X button to survive. You know what I mean? You, you're not really conscious of what you're doing mechanically in the battle royale context in a way that you are in like no that is true yeah 100% in Tetris like when I send even in Tetris when I send lines to someone in Tetris I'm like I know exactly how I screw that person up you can see at the bottom of the screen in gameplay a, a lineup of the enemies that are going to be coming and appearing on your screen soon right and there's like the the Coloured in enemies are the ones that are there normally, and then the grey ghost enemies are the ones that are being sent over additionally by other players. So it's always in this queue that other people are sending you. So it's never immediately satisfying, because they can't just have a, an enemy appear on someone's screen, because you could be inside that location where they appear and you're dead instantly, or it could be a hammer bro and they just spawn in the same frame, they're throwing a, fire, or, uh, throwing a hammer at you, or it could be a Bowser and he's massive, this obstacle, and it doesn't fit. They have to like think about where they're going to place them ahead of you. But as a result of that, like you're never really... It never really feels like you're attacking other players. I think I think you've summed that up actually quite well. That's exactly how I felt. I think to me it felt like 
just playing a handful of Mario Bros levels on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And other people are doing that as well. Yeah, it, exactly. It, it didn't feel, um, it, it, as you said, it didn't feel at all um, interactive. Yeah. It just felt like, oh, I killed that enemy. Good luck to whoever's going to get hit by that. You know, I did, I, there was no consciousness behind it. And you, and like you can, like from that point, you can see why that this game is only like Super Mario Bros. 35 as opposed to Super Mario Bros. 99, like the 99, like Tetris 99 is. Oh, good grief. Could you imagine? You wouldn't be able to tell anything that was going on until the last few things, like, like happens in. In 35 already is that like it's just kind of not much happening until it really kind of gets down to the last five or so people mm. where you could kind of more directly see like oh, okay that person sent those enemies to me oh i'm sending enemies to that person and you can you, you might get the chance to like peek over in between like pressing the x button to get another mushroom but it still doesn't really feel satisfying because you like uh, I don't know. I've got like, I don't know if I've won. I've definitely got like top two finishes at least. And like, there's definitely instances where I've been like, okay, I I got that guy. I knocked that guy out. But like, again, it's not like I did it directly to him. I just sent more enemies. Mm. And so maybe the enemy got him or maybe more likely because he can press the X button and maybe get a star to survive or another mushroom. So there's no massive threat from the enemies in the first place. He probably just fell down a pit. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> it, it's literally, it, it's literally. I would treat it like, I mean, the way I see it, it's literally an apt analogy. It feels like those games you get with the uh, Game Boy Advance ports, where it's like, here's the B game if you're really bored, <laughs> you know? It's like, it's a bit of fun. Is this, is this, is this the Luigi's Casino of the Nintendo Switch? Hey, man, don't, Luigi's Casino was, that was all right, man. They could port that. They could have the Luigi's Casino All-Stars, which is every Luigi Casino game um, on the 64DS. I'd pay big bucks for that, man. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, of course I wouldn't. <laughs> but, but like, in theory, it, it, that was fun. That was actually all right. Whereas, like, this, it's a novelty. It's a novelty. And so in that regard, you're not going to miss it. You're not going to miss this game. If you've never played this game, you can watch it on YouTube, get an idea of the mayhem. Yeah. And if you've got... And it, you can get everything in terms of actual enjoyment with the game, you can get from just playing a normal playthrough of Mario Bros. 1. Exactly. So, you know, don't sweat it if you haven't played this. So much of just the fun of the game comes from, like, the fun of Mario. And even then, they change so many things to make it a bit more like... Like, it is, it, it's kind of like playing a, uh, like, Super Mario All-Stars version of Super Mario Brothers, but with kind of original Mario Bros. graphics, because there are loads of little mechanical changes that I could, like, the list on on mm. on the Mario Wiki page uh, that it's based on the NTSC version of Mario Bros., but also there's other things taken from Super Mario Maker, there's other t- things taken from all sorts of things where, like, it just shifts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they fix the glitches that are present in Super Mario Bros., the fake Bowsers aren't fake Bowsers, they're real Bowsers. Uh, very specific things in World 8 4, the piranha plant and the pipe that takes Mario to the second room will not despawn when Mario reaches it, like in Super Mario All Stars. Just loads of little things like that. Two Goombas that don't appear after exiting an area in World 1 1, a bonus area, that you're kind of playing its own version of Super Mario Brothers. But it's still Super Mario Brothers. It's Mario Bros. And if you want that kind of mayhem, 
If you really want that kind of mayhem, just play any Mario Maker level with the Mario Bros. Uh, 1 um, engine or, you know, engine with the Mario Bros. 1 style. Just play any Mario Maker level and you will get that same, if not more, level of frantic mayhem and unpredictability that you would get from this. Yeah, because because you don't have all of these things on the outside that are distracting you from actually playing the game and you're not just playing the same four levels on loop. Yeah, that, that's that's it. I've got nothing else to say about that game. You, you, we're not going to miss it. Mario, May, Mario Maker 1 scratches that... Oh, Mario Maker 2. Yeah, Mario Maker with the Mario Bros. 1 um, levels scratches the itch of Mario Bros. 1 with a twist. Um, you know, it could be a completely custom level or it could be one of those bullshit levels made by kids where there's enemies spammed because it sometimes just feels like that. It sometimes literally feels like, oh, this is just a, a familiar level with enemies randomly spammed because by chance people have been killing them with stars or whatever or because they're in the way. So yeah, with Mario Bros. 1 always being available and Mario Maker, this is this is redundant. It's a bit of fun and it's a nice novelty, but it's it's you're not going to miss it. I, I'll stay by my point, though. I still think it's silly that they're taking it off. It doesn't matter if you're not going to miss it. It feels stupid to just rip it off um, rip it off the online. It's still a bit of fun every now and then. It's a nice novelty. Some people like it. I'm not first myself. Some, some people are really, really into it, and, or, or at least were really, really into it when it kind of first debuted. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, at least a few people will sneak another round or so in in the next coming coming days but i'm tempted to yeah exactly like why not you know like uh, we'll we'll be i don't think you played it for for this i, I didn't play it for this no again like revisit it i mean i, I launched it up just then to look at it I, and talking about it has kind of made me want to go like oh let's check it out and see where it's at and see see like maybe one of these events that they talk about but the events are just like different combinations of levels shuffled in yeah you're not. It's not even like you're doing something like in Tetris 99 where you're unlocking a skin for, for for doing certain things. Where it's like, oh, cool! Now I'm playing Tetris 99, but the background is Fire Emblem themed or whatever, right? <laughs> it's not going to like unlock yeah. costumes for Mario, like you get a Mario Maker. But at the same time, don't get rid of it. Don't just. No, this is it though. I'm not being a hypocrite in saying that I think this game's redundant in that you can get every experience uh, with you know, the Mario Bros. 1 and Mario Maker combined depending on what you're looking for. I'm not being hypocritical there because I just don't see why you would limit that option. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it doesn't matter if, oh, but you won't play it again. It's like, yeah, but it's only been out for a couple of months and people like this game. It doesn't matter what I think. Even even me, I'm not fussed with the game. But I think it's I think it's daft to throw it away that early yeah. when it's such a quirky concept. Yeah, I'm not crying about its loss, but I just don't think it makes sense. And when even us talk about like I've I've highlighted some of the issues I have with it, but we still think it's fun, and we still think there's kind of like potential there for it to be improved somewhat. Like if if you mm. if you reworked you know parts of the mechanics about like the the item roulette thing and and made that more expensive maybe or, or like even if you did like small changes like that where you're kind of fine-tuning the numbers of it mm. it might become a bit more engaging and, and a bit less kind of samey as the game reaches kind of uh, as each round reaches the end but like the, the the core concept of like mario against 35 other people or against 34 other people is cool and fun and and it's a shame for it to go. This is it. I, I think it is a really cool way to uh, celebrate the anniversary. Yeah. I do. I, I think it's not incredible. It's not mind-blowing, but it's it's cool. Of all the things that appeared in that personally quite disappointing stream yeah. for Mario's 35th birthday, 
I'm going to keep calling it birthday. It's not an anniversary. He's not married. Uh, 35 was absolutely the thing that excited me the most. Yeah, 100%. I thought the Game & Watch looked cool, but I wasn't going to buy it. Because because all the other things were just like, celebrate Mario by buying products. And it's like, yeah, Mario is a product inherently at the end of the day. But like, yeah, there's not a lot there to grab onto and be excited about unless you really want to play this RC car game and have a big enough house to make courses for it. Or well, I mean, that, that I think is out of our age that demographic a bit. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> And then it's like, do you want Mario socks or Mario key rings? It's like, and I'm not doing that. I'm not making Mario part of my lifestyle. Yeah. But I definitely really like playing the games. There you go, exactly. What are my options? This thing I can play for six months or this thing I can buy for six months? <laughs> yeah, just disappointing for Mario's birthday, to be honest. And and then, I guess, 3D World, which I haven't played and it does seem interesting and exciting. I mean, I've played, I've played 3D World, Wii U 3D World. Played a bit of that with you at least. Mm. Um, yeah, Bowser's Fury does look really good, and I've heard good things about it. Yeah, I don't. Actually, I haven't actually played it. I've seen f- some footage of it. It does look really good. So if, if we actually, yeah, if we're gonna include that, that's the highlight of Mario's birthday. It does look really good. People have been saying about it, even if it's not that long, but it's really high quality. People are saying, um, again, this is all speculation. So this is not spoilers for what I actually think. But I've heard murmurs about how. It feels very uncanny in that it's a Mario, it's Mario 3D world, but it feels Odyssey. Yeah, and it does look it. So I, I, I do think that's kind of cool, and I just think yeah, Mario, Mario 35. Again, I've said I've said it many times now. It's a novelty. It's a bit of fun. Yeah, shame to see it go. Um, love to watch it leave. <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, there's not much more else to say. Uh, do you have anything else to add? I, th- I thought it would be nice. Oh, we didn't let. God, this is this is just it's it's just a it's a downer. I don't I didn't want it to be. It's. I think it's a shame that you and I, two people who give a shit enough about the about this plumber, <laughs> this dumb Italian uh, plumber called Mario uh, Mario, enough to start yeah. a podcast about it and uh, call that podcast something that's a reference to an object that only appears like three times in Super Mario World. Uh record episodes that are three hours long about this dumb series to be like, yeah, yeah man, Mario's 35th birthday sucked. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> I mean, it's not, I, I'm not losing sleep, man. I don't really care. Nah, I, I, like I said, I just, see, I just think it's a shame. That's, that's how I describe it. It's a shame. I see what could have been more interesting and more... I, I see that, as, as I keep saying, I'm, I'm like a broken record because the point still stands. It's wasted potential. Yeah, and that's and that's how I'd sum it all up. Yeah, I I think it's it's a shame that like the main reason this game, if I think about it, I think of the fact that it's disappearing in eight days. Yeah, I think of the fact that it was for Mario's thirty fifth anniversary, obviously. But like, I'm thinking of the fact that like it's kind of a weird business practice for Nintendo. <laughs> like, I'm thinking more about that side of it than I am like. Oh, I can get Mario overalls. Mm. Or even that. Like, we've spent way more time talking about the context behind the game and the politics behind it than we have the actual game itself in a vacuum. Yeah, but because ultimately I think there's more to talk because about it, over, with that. it gets overridden, exactly, yeah. yeah. It gets overridden. It gets uh, tainted by it, yeah. essentially. But anyway, there we go. It's a cool thing. It's a cool thing if you if you... If you have a Nintendo Switch and I managed to get this episode out in time for you to be able to play a round of it, 
who have the Switch Online service, check it out. Bonu. But but if not, then you know, boo. Bonu. Yeah. Bonu. Do you reckon there's gonna be like one viewer of this podcast that like hasn't played Mario Bros. Thirty Five? And he boots it up like an hour before it goes offline. He's like, fuck, I love this game. <laughs> like, I really love this game. Someone who's like, oh, I've never been that fussed with Mario games. I've never been that fussed with games in general. Yeah. I've never been that happy, but I love this game. <laughs> and then it's like an hour later, they can never play it again. And that's the tragedy of the situation. That's why we're gathered here to eulogize this plumber. <clears throat> <laughs> cool well there we go that's our Mario Bros 35 uh, fucking episode but before we go I thought I did think it would be nice for us to pay tribute I guess to Mario okay and honour our favourite Mario memories yep so do you have any do you have any Mario memories you'd like to share with the group Gil playing Odyssey yeah playing Odyssey bloody hell like when I saw um, Dory from Hazy Maze Cave in that beach level, <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, it feels so right. You know that? I love Odyssey and it, it mixes, it's not scared to try new things like that weird onion bloke that like grows his legs mm. um, when you hold B and then he sort of like does a front flip mm-hmm. and you can use like platform. That's really cool. Never been, never seen that. The little bird where you shove the beak into the wall and, and sort of boing yourself upwards in a direction. That's really cool. And then there's the familiarity of it, you know? You control a hammer, bro. You control a bullet bill. Yeah. It's, it's brilliantly done. And, I, and when, when, it, when we got to New Donk City and Pauline was singing and it was the whole festival, Matt, I was just right... I mean, I was on a, I was on a I, high. I, I, you know? I haven't reached anywhere near that, that far in yet in my, my replay of Odyssey, but just thinking about it, I'm like... You feel good, don't you, man? Yeah, 100%. The fact you open the box and it has the lyrics of that song printed, like, you can tell they know they made something kind of special and cool in that. It's just great. It's feel good. It's really feel good. Other than that, yeah, I, I like... What other Mario memories have I got, really? Um, Mario World, uh, using Lunar Magic, top secret area. May, uh, just Mario World in general feels cozy for me. Growing, growing up with watching YouTube as it kind of started and seeing people like Proton John automatic, playing like Kaizo and also the oh, automatic yeah. Mario The automatic stuff. Mario one with like Don't Stop Me Now. Yeah. Oh, mate, Mario World hacking. And seeing all that stuff and kind of getting into Mario through that. Yeah, oh, mate. Actually, I'll throw in one thing as well. Yeah, go on. Um, in terms of Mario memories, I remember when I was really little, I was a little dot boy, mm-hmm. I remember seeing Mario for the first time, mm-hmm. consciously for the first time. I was in a dentist sort of waiting room. I think it was a dentist or some children's hospital or something there wasn't anything that wrong with me but i was there and in the waiting room and there was an n64 Mm -hmm. and i remember playing mario 64 and i didn't understand anything right so so before that i played rayman 2 toy story 2 and crash bandicoot and that was about it um in terms of 3d games i I, before that i had like the nes plug-in play whatever um and yeah, I, uh, I'd, ne- I'd never seen Mario before. And I remember walking around the castle grounds for a bit. There were no booze. So this was like early save file. And I, I remember not understanding anything of it. Yeah. 
And then I remember sort of like chilling back. And then this girl who was a bit older than me, she was maybe like three or four years older than me. Mm -hmm. She confidently walks up to that N64 control, grabs it, runs towards Babon Battlefield painting and jumps into it. (laughs) And it transitions. And boom, there you are. You're in Babon Battlefield. And she's there running past the chain chomp and everything. And I'm just like... Whoa, you know, like, <laughs> oh, look at that. And I remember, right? I walked away from that dentist or children's hospital or whatever the fuck I was. Mm. I didn't pay any mind to it, right? I, I, I almost felt like a fever dream. When you're a kid, you just kind of absorb that kind of shit, especially when you're really little. And you're like, wow, that's trippy. But then I remember when James, my older brother, um, he, he, uh, he got Mario Bros, sorry, Mario 64 DS when it came out. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, the new game and the new DS and what have you. And I remember him booting it up. And I remember being like, oi, mate, there's this ball with really sharp teeth that barks at you up there. And this was him playing it for the first time. And he went up there and there it was, a chain chomp. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, and on top of that mountain, there's a king bomb. And he went up there and there it was. And he was like, how do you know? But this game's just come out. And I was just like, I don't know, man. It's just me. <laughs> My uncle who works at Nintendo. I actually didn't even clock it. Like, that's how, like, kid I was in that logic. I was just like, I don't know, man. I just know these things. Yeah. It was only with hindsight. I was like, oh, yeah. I played the N64 version, like, once. That's a sweet story. It's, yeah, it's all right, mate. I, I was, I was, I was, I was glad, like, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, man, yeah. And then you're going to turn around the corner there and there'll be the bridge that sort of goes wonky and the bridge went wonky. And he was like, <laughs> oh, mate. There you go. That, that's a very fond Mario memory. Yeah, we probably both have enough affection for Mario as a franchise to, I mean, practically start a whole podcast about it. Can I say another one? Yeah, go on. Hey man. When when they announced when they announced um Smash Bros. Brawl. Here he goes. And and you see all the melee characters running, and Mario is the first one to do it, and he sort of like does like a palm facing like sort of martial arts move. Yeah, he does a Mario Hadoken. Things like some some like weird electricity field roll rolls up Mario's body. And you see Mario in like the edgy brawl, realistic graphics, and he's got like his jeans on. That era when we had that, we had Mario Kart Wii with like Coconut Mal being teased, and we had Mario Galaxy being teased. Mm-hmm. That was an ex- oh, that was an exciting time to be a Mario fan. Brawl, Mario Kart Wii, and Mario Galaxy. What like just bang, bang, bang? You know, like one after the other. It's beautiful. Good time to be a fucking dog, you know. You could do you could do a solo podcast on Smash Bros. I could mate, I could just talk. I could absolutely talk for Smash Bros. Oh. Smash Bros. Ultimate has been brawl levels of hype, and I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. What do you mean Sonic's in brawl? No, he's not. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. I think we should end there. There we are, mate. Mario Bros 35. Thanks for listening to Three Up Moon Podcast with me, Gilly, and Me, Josh. There, there we are. And may, may, I, I, we, we, we here at Three Up Moon, um, have nothing but well wishes for Mario's family in this difficult time. Um, I hope, I hope that Luigi can, and <laughs> nah, it's not happening. Can fill some sort of void, and not, uh, <laughs>
Just, just beautiful. Just stay, you know, hang tight. Something, something's coming. Something will come. Are we going to get a Mario Odyssey too? Bold claim. Anyway, catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, I do like the pianos being like mafia. That's fucking incredibly good. <laughs> That's really good. We've got a couple of business to take care of, you know. <laughs> That's really good. Um, however, I think a thousand year door suffers in that it's it's obnoxious. It's got enough to be noticeable moments where you just backtrack. Yeah. Especially in one of the chapters, there's quite a bit of backtracking and it just, I, I, I don't see the, I don't see what, what it adds. It, it literally just feels like padding. Um, whereby I feel like 64 just, I don't know, 64 just flows, man. Maybe I'm being a nostalgia bitch about it, but mm. it's good. 64 is fucking good. It's got a vibe to it in 64. Yeah, I think I'm I'm going to settle in through with with my, my Odyssey and then obviously try and put, beat more of SMB three. I'm I'm, mm. I'm 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 happy to hear you're through World four and five of SMB three. I've I've only just beat World one pretty much. Mm. I'm trying to play I've through like so every level time, and take I've my beat, time with it. I beat like World one and two in Mario Bros three countless. Oh, times. same in fairness, but I just you know? never, like, I don't yeah, know. I, know. I don't know if I've ever gotten to the end. Yeah, I only did it once where I literally beat the whole game. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's one of those things where, unlike Mario Bros. 1 and 2, it feels a lot harder to talk about individual levels with Mario Bros. 3 because so, it's like you'd be talking about every single level in the game. Yeah. And like, they I'm trying. I'm tr- so. You- oh, God, excuse me. Unique. Yeah, I am trying to like make notes on them all as I go. If anything in I, particular I've, I've massively stands early. out. But like, uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know if, if I will keep doing that. If something's really specific, like the angry sun mechanic, you can speak about maybe. But like, but yeah, man. Anyway, that, we'll we'll save that chat for another day. Uh, yeah. So, do you um, want to? Should we do just a uh, research and background episode? Because because there's quite a few things I want to talk about, not just to do with SMB three, but surrounding SMB three. Like I mentioned, like I want to talk about Nintendo World Championship. I want to talk about um, the 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 wizard. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll do a teaser episode definitely because otherwise we don't want because otherwise the other be... one will be four hours long. <laughs> exactly, we we don't want that because people aren't going to want to listen to it and it'll be a bollocks edit. Yeah, I, I think we we break it into chunks. Um, okay, all cool, right. Well, we're done for well, that. I'll, I'll try and do some research for SMB three in the coming weeks. You. Lovely job. I'm going to stop recording now. All right.